Hello and welcome to Chopcast. I'm Griffin. There, Will is with me. Uh, Sam's absent, but uh, Braves are rolling. Um, kind of in a just a nice six and four, seven and three out of ten kind of roll right now. Um, but we're just gonna take a quick episode and kind of look at the look at the few holes that we have on the team. Um, yeah, that's, uh, welcome to Chopcast. song um yeah so it's been two weeks since the last episode um last time that we talked the braves were kind of skidding a little bit um i think the all-star game just kind of came at a bad time because we were rolling like we were um but now we've kind of gotten it back together our lineup is phenomenal the uh Bullpen has been really good as well for the most part when they're not relied on too heavily. Um, but, and we have, you know, have some guys in the lineup doing some ridiculous things right now uh, to the degree that other people are being overshadowed. Like Ozzy Albies is second in the NL and RBIs right now. And like, don't feel like that's really talked about at all. Um, however, the rotation, while there have been some more decent starts as of late, is still... It's like everyone has combined to be as awful as possible. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the lineup for a second and then kind of get to the, to the rotation first. So, we'll... You traded for Matt Olson in your on your fantasy team. Very happy three to weeks have ago. Done that. Yeah, I remember you said I got robbed. I don't think I gave enough at this point. He is yeah. such a tank. Love that man. I like. I think at when you got him, just I mean Randy wasn't you. You traded Randy Rosarina and Clayton Kershaw for him and who else? Kimbrel. Kimbrel. And Kimbrel was just kind of a throw-in piece. Yeah, it totally um, was. And, I mean, Kershaw's been pretty consistent the whole year. And then Randy, like, in a way, uh, saw you're kind of bought low on him. Um, and he's gotten better, but he's definitely not been as good as he was in the first part of this year. Yeah. I honestly think it was just, like, a very fair... <laughs> Very fair deal for both sides. Yeah. Because, I mean, I definitely got the best player in it. But, <laughs> yes, yeah. sorry. Not to get off track. But No, but uh, just from that, um, I know you haven't been watching as many Braves games, but you've been seeing, like, Matt specifically uh, in your fantasy lineup. What Like, what, what change do you feel like you've seen from him just since last year even 
Well, I think I saw uh, a clip. He's changed the swing a little bit because uh, mm-hmm. he's similar to Pete Alonzo in where, like, his swing is so long and heavy in a way where, yeah. like, he'll never hit. Like, I obviously he's incredible, but I doubt he'll ever finish the year with, like, a 330, 330 batting average or, like, a 320 batting average, which is fine, but because of that, he's more of a, like, a Pete Alonso type, where he can have, like, a 260, 270 batting average with, like, 50 home runs, which is what it looks like he's about to do, so. Yeah, that's definitely what we anticipated when we were getting him, Mm -hmm. and last year, I feel like, at least the first month, we kind of got the opposite of what we were thinking, because he was that... Back in April 2022, he that was when he like got to 20 doubles within like a month and a half or something like that, and he just like slapping the ball everywhere, but he wasn't really uh, getting many homers. Um, so we're like, maybe this is the Oakland Coliseum effect, and like the homers are gonna dip, but it's gonna be more doubles. And then he like went on, you know, multiple different really long cold stretches last year that worried me a lot um, to where instead of getting somebody more like Alonzo, you're getting like a lesser version of Kyle Schwarber in a way. It's like you're striking out or you're going yard. Um, or I, like, I guess more similar to like Joey Gallo right now. Um, so that was the thing that worried me. I did say coming into this season – and I think I, I think I said that he was going to be our MVP when we were doing our projections uh, this year. Just kind of a feeling, and I, I think this is exactly what happened. He, just the the feeling of that pressure uh, of replacing the face of the franchise, um, who was not really supposed to leave, and like everyone still obviously really loved, is a really tough position to be put in. Um, but this year, like, I think that's, com- like, uh, gone by the wayside. Like, people still miss Freddie, and he's still going to get standing ovations every time he comes back to Churis Park. Um, but I think that that's, uh, it doesn't bother Matt as much anymore now. Um, it has clearly showed. But, I mean, he, he dipped a little bit this year, and then has obviously just exploded um and i think like a lot of it had to do with moving him from the two spot to the four and five spot which was a like which i had said and i feel like anyone could tell he's like a prototypical cleanup hitter he is meant for the four hole and not like the two hole yeah i don't know why he was ever in the two hole but I like I think just Snickers Snickers uh lineups over the course of his career has always just been like get your best hitters regardless of like how they hit up there first. So that's like, you know, 2020 it was um Acuña, Freeman and Ozuna was the 1 2 3 punch every year or like every lineup. So I think he was just trying to do that and, you know, um, but it just didn't make as much sense 
having Olsen right behind Acuna. I don't know. Um, I wasn't necessarily super secure in putting Albies in the everyday two-hole position, but it's worked out phenomenally, and Ozzy's having a really underrated career right now as well. Um, but, like, this Braves lineup, um, I sent you that stat the other day, but as of right now, like, I, there's this whole article... I'm not going to just, like, recite all the different stats from it, but uh, the Braves lineup has the highest uh, overall slugging, like, average slugging percentage of any team in ML, MLB history, like AL slash NL history. Like, .01 above the 27 Yankees, too. Which... It's just so nonchalant how ridiculous this lineup is. Um, but I digress. Anyways, um, the one small thing in the lineup that is uh, not what it used to be, which really I just started thinking about it today, because like the lineup has been, it has not been the problem, and everything everything there has been so good uh, that it just doesn't really matter. But Sean Murphy over the last month has like slowly made his way down the lineup um, to where he's sitting in the seven hole now. And I was looking at his last his stats for the last month, and they're not great. Um, what would you guess that his average is right now? Um, right, his average for the last month has been... 190-something? The other thing I don't understand with him is he doesn't play... Like, with a catcher, obviously, you're not not going to play every day. But I just... It, it feels like he's doing 50-50 with Travis, which makes, like, no sense to me at all. Maybe I'm not correct in saying that, but... That's just what it seems like. Um, if you say that again, you absolutely like you cut out. Oh, I heard okay. nothing, and then that's what confuses me. I see. Uh, it's I said it seems like he does fifty-fifty with Travis. Okay. In terms of like, because uh, obviously as a catcher, he he just can't play every. You're kind of cutting not... out again, but I heard the beginning that you said he does fifty-fifty with Darno now. Yeah. Um. I think probably some of that has to do with, like, his dip in hitting and the fact that we have Ozuna as the DH. Um, and, I mean, Darno's been hitting better than him over the course of the last month. So, I don't know. And maybe we're just trying to rest Sean since we have, you know, a huge lead in the division uh, more than we were in the beginning of the year and trying to get darno just more reps in general to not not wear sean out um and like if there's one player on the team who could just go cold with the bat and it not matter at all it would be sean because like you know he already provides a crap ton of value at the plate um defensively but uh i mean he got a homer the other day it might have been off of a position player or like a low of the totem pole bullpen guy for the Mets but yeah it's whatever um 
But that's really the only thing. Everybody else is uh, operating on all cylinders. Um, the bullpen, which we had criticized a bunch for a while, is now like has the second lowest average like ERA uh, in the NL since the All-Star break. They've been looking really good, except for when they're pushed to their limits because we have terrible starting pitching performances. Um, I don't even have the numbers pulled up uh, for all of the starting pitching for like the since the All-Star break, but... Um, the Braves average, like, their starting ERA since the All-Star break was the second worst in the MLB at, like, a 6-1-3. Um, and, I mean, we've played a couple difficult teams, but not not particularly, like, the hardest schedule. Um, and it's been really, really difficult to watch. And it just... It's nice that our lineup is making making up for it a, a number of times, but there's sometimes it just puts us out of the game too early. Um, yeah. Uh, what 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 do you think about like? So I think the the only I mean Freed had a rougher outing recently, but the one before that he had like seven clean innings. Um, are there any are there any starting pitchers that will obviously continue to be in the rotation for longer that you are more particularly worried about or like how do you, how do you feel about um the main four that are routine like Strider, Elder, Morton and Freed? Well, remind me again how long is Morton with the team? Uh Cause I just this year. Just this year? Okay, well, that's yeah. one of those things. There's no one I'm really particularly worried about. Now, having said that, like, I know Elder hasn't been as good as he had been, but that's also just because, I mean, you and I had talked about we were sort of expecting Elder at some point to start coming back to Earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not worried in that sense. Um, and then Freed, like, I'm not worried about Strider. At all, he he is like a younger Garrett Cole at this point. Um, yeah, I'm not really concerned about them like long term, if that's what you're talking about. Um, and then just like this year, I'm also not really concerned because I mean, if you, <laughs> I uh, I've talked about this with another friend of mine, but the main reason I'm not concerned is sort of like. Uh, comparison to everyone else, which is like, you know, there's not been, like, I feel like pitching this year all around has been awful. I mean, just terrible. (laughs) Like, when you compare it to years past, like, DeGrom from, like, three years ago, uh, like, would have been so far and away the best player out there. Like, Garrett Cole, when he was in Houston, I just feel like this year in particular, there's really no one that's been incredible. Like, it's been Strider, Garrett Cole, Kevin Gosman. That's, like, pretty much it. <laughs> that's, like, and about like, it. 
and any of those guys like can go out there and get destroyed on a given exactly. day. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. have like I, I I joked with a friend. I don't think any of them deserve the Cy Young. I think they should yeah. <laughs> just hold it back this year. <laughs> but uh, no, so that's like the main reason of why I'm like not concerned because it's like comparison to everyone. Because like outside of those three, I don't really think. Who's the front runner for the American League? It'd have to be Garrett Cole, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's, it, I, I think, think Garrett Cole's got it in the bag at this point. Yeah. Just and I think it'd be Strider in the really National League. Anywhere close. I don't know who'd compete um, with him for that. But yeah, I was like, I was watching uh, a couple games on MLB Network today, and just like at the bottom bar, it scrolls and like showing different stat leaders and whatever, and like it's it. It's jarring. The like in both leagues, the person who is second in ERA has like a low three ERA. Like, um, something like that. I'm gonna look up NL ERA leaders. Um, yeah, Blake Snell is leading the NL at a two six three. Justin Steele is two seven nine, and then Merrill Kelly is three oh five. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, having said that, I feel like there's been a lot of like this year in particular, a lot of like incredible rookie pitchers. Yeah, uh, Yuri Perez is phenomenal. Tanner Bybee is incredible. Bryce Miller. Uh, yeah, Bryce Miller, Andrew Abbott. Hunter Brown's Brown. been good. Yeah. Um, a lot of good rookies, but like the name brand people have been terrible. Well, it's, yeah, it's been, That's it's terrible. been interesting been because so like there's, worse. there's been a bunch of better rookies that I like can come in and like, uh, do their job. And then, but then there's also just been a, a like a more, more of like these mid, or a little less than mid pitchers who, for some reason, just turned it up this Blake year. Blake Snell like, and Merrill Kelly. Well, yeah, like, which, I mean, you could make an argument for Blake Snell that, uh, you know, he was elite at one point, and yeah. he's kind of elite right now. Um, but, like, I'm just looking at the AL. Like, Kyle Bradish is ninth in ERA in the AL. Um, you say Kikuchi, twelfth. Um, freaking J.P. Sears on Oakland, eighteenth. Dean Kramer, Kramer, however you say his last name. And then like you know having Justin Steele at two. Um, and ERA doesn't tell the whole story of everything, but which he also his opponent's average is two forty eight which seems difficult to maintain a 2.79 ERA. But, yeah, I mean, looking at the, the league and as a whole, it's fine. And you, um, another thing Brandon Godden said the other day was, like, the Braves this year have used 16 different starting pitchers, which is one shy of a franchise record. Um which is crazy to think about with the record that we have in of, in of itself. But then, um, 
basically any other team that has used to the near degree of amount of pitchers that we have uh, is like the Pirates or the Rockies or some, you know, like the Athletics or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so it's usually not a good indicator of anything good going on. But it's just like we got all like similar to the the story of the Braves in general and why we're so good. It's just like development is key, and we got these guys coming out of the woodworks pitching better than they should. Um, but now the rotation has gotten to its toughest point of the year. Well, second toughest. There was at one point that we were doing bullpen games two times every th- every time through the rotation for like two weeks, and that was that was bad. But we got. I'll say we got three locks in the rotation, and then Bryce Elder. I don't. I wouldn't put him into either category category of a lock or like a rotating guy, but he's just kind of there right now. Um, but the fourth spot is currently occupied by Yanni Chirinos, and God knows why. I I like the first time. It's like he came out, didn't do great, but it's like all right. He this is basically just a longer. This is like an opener for a bullpen game, but he just he's going three or four innings, and that's all you're expecting. And it's like whatever. If you give up three three to five runs, like that's it's whatever. That's kind of just what we're expecting. But he has come out there and kind of made a mess of things every time he's pitched. He's had. I feel like each game, his first two or three innings get a little better. So then I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't that bad. And then he absolutely falls apart, just like he did tonight. The Mets game is not over right now. Um, Which, current date, Braves won this series uh, at least 3-1. to I don't think we're coming back tonight. Um, Oh, Oh, my God. This guy... This guy is so sick. He's what? so awesome, what, dude. dude was, what oh, happened? he's so awesome. Is it a solo shot, though? <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. He is the man. Okay, oh, well. He is. Wow. Okay, well, now it's a, it's a game again. What a <laughs> dude. He is such a stud. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, so Matt Olson just hit a two-run homer. In number 43. Number, f- good grief, dude. God. He's on pace for, like, 58, I he's think. He's so, he's so awesome. <laughs> I'm going to get a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about doing that for my fantasy team. If I, uh, if I win, if I was going to get the jersey of uh, whoever scored the most points. Unless it's Kyle Tucker. I don't want... I don't want a Kyle Tucker jersey. I don't want an Astros jersey in general. At this point. He just, he was injured for so long. That would be a sick jersey, though. Um, well, maybe. He may not be in Chicago next year. But. Yeah, well, I, I still think it would be a cool jersey. I, I, you know, you are in, you are a Reds fan who does not like the Cubs, but I kind of like the Cubs. And I don't know, know how you can. They're basically the Phillies, but in blue. They just, I mean, like, they, I like they their uniforms. That's what they are. <laughs> I like their uniforms and the logo and, like, Wrigley Field and, uh, 
Dude, Matt Olson. What uh-huh. a beast. Well, any- anyway, um, Yanni <laughs> Trinos, I could understand it as like a, this guy is a placeholder until Kyle Wright is back. Kyle Wright has continued to extend his leave of absence, uh, and he should be back. It's looking like mid-September now, which is not optimal because God knows what he's going to look like when he's back. Like, only having two weeks of regular games until... So he's basically going to have three, maybe four starts until the postseason. That's a weird position to be put in. Yeah. And I honestly, at that point, I think they may just have him out of the bullpen at that that point. Yeah, or just not even in the postseason, depending on, like, how he's looking. Um, So I... I feel like he's gotten pushed back further and further, and like I don't want to rush him, but it just it, that does not that situation does not inspire hope into me. So I mean, it's nice that we have a cushion of like whatever you know, like twelve games in the division now. Um, these guys are all competitive though, and it's like I, I would like to see you know us try to go for like Braves franchise record and wins or something. Um, would be nice, but. I also want to be as locked and loaded for the postseason as possible. I care more about that. But um, but anyway, because of having that cushion, it makes it to where having this last spot in the rotation isn't as important to finish out the year. Uh, and that's kind of why, I guess, Torinos was going out and making those starts. But now the fact that Strider and Morton and Elder are all slumping at the exact same time is making it really difficult. Um, it's nice that the bullpen's doing their job and that the lineup is mashing. But anyways, Yanni Chirinos, since he's put on a Braves uniform, uh, excluding tonight where he gave up... How many runs did he give up today? Six. Okay. Yeah. Six earned runs. So, 5-2-2. Since he's put on a Braves uniform, he has allowed 19 earned runs in four games. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, In, like, 18 innings pitched. Remind me again, is Soroka hurt? No. No, he's not. That's pretty telling that they'll run him out over to Soroka. Yeah, I wonder, like, but not even him. Okay, so here's here's my arguments, like, uh, for each of the different people just kind of waiting, um, or, like, down in Gwinnett right now, over Chirinos. Um, I understand not doing Schuster or Dodd. Unless one of them was absolutely going off in Gwinnett right now. Because, like, they're both young guys. Dodd, we don't have as much hope for. Schuster was, like, always a highly touted prospect for us. Um, But it's like, you don't want to just... Especially in the position we're in, bring up a young guy and then have them get shelled, potentially, and just lose all their confidence. um, And then kind of derail their development. So I understand not bringing them up at this point in the season. Um, I can potentially understand Soroka for the same reason. He's not necessarily a young guy, but like 
he's not he's only 25 um so has a veteran ish young guy um presence uh, but he has you know those injuries and you don't want to like have the same type of thing happen to him in a way where we st still want to keep him around and like he used to be our ace and maybe best case can best case scenario that i've been thinking of in my head is like we're trying to wait to like we're trying to develop him for next year basically it's kind of similar with like ronnie last year he just wasn't all there and like we could all see it and he would be you know come out and it just wasn't the same guy and now he's you know mvp this year but uh so they just put up a graphic. Most home runs through 117 games. The Braves are one shy of the MLB record. Yeah, Matt Olson's going to take that award from Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> At this he pace, could. He legitimately I, no, could. He, yeah, he he's, uh, he's third or fourth in MVP odds right Behind now. Behind And Mookie right now. Oh, um, well. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Yeah, Freddie's so phenomenal. But anyway, I can understand maybe not bringing in Soroka. There's less of a case for that, though. But then you have Alan Winans, who's 29 years old and wasn't ever supposed to be a highly touted prospect. And what did he do his last time out with the Braves? He faced the Mets at City Field and pitched seven innings, four hits, no runs, two walks, nine strikeouts. Like, as good of a game you can possibly pitch for you know like what his status is um i get you know the mets brought out one of the worst lineups they've probably produced in the last 10 years yesterday like you know rafael ortega and abraham almonte dj stewart jonathan arauz um really rough but still it doesn't matter it's still playing at a professional ballpark away, um, and then immediately sent him back down to Gwinnett after that game. And maybe it was just to get one more game out of Yanni Chirinos, I guess. I, I would hope that Yanni is either DFA'd or sent down or something after this point, or after this, after this game today. If not, I'll be pretty angry. Because it's like, with Winans, there's no reason to just give, not give him a shot let him go out there. This is like his last real chance for his career. And it's perfect to me of just seeing what a guy can do instead of knowing that Yanni is not going to give you what you need and just keep going with that. Um, but yeah. Um, Charlie, I uh, just a quick interjection. Charlie has not been good as of late yeah he's been pretty bad and then so you look uh, i was looking at his his era for the last month and it's a four five five with a five three eight fip and i i think that's it's like it's too generous too because technically in his last start two days ago against the mets he went five innings, three hits, no runs, four strikeouts, but he had seven walks. Like, so bad. So seven bad. 
walks. It was like there. I don't remember the stat, but it was basically like uh, the first time in several years that a starting pitcher went five innings without giving up a run and walking six plus or something like that. Um, just a a nightmare of a game that on paper, if you exclude the walks column, looks like a pretty good game. Um, he's been decent and pretty quality at a number of points this year, but he, the, that's to me, that is subtly one of the worst contracts that Alex Anthopoulos has ever offered this year. One year, 20 million, 22 million, something like that. Um, what 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 would your I guess kind of to close with this like what 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 would your solution for the rotation right now be? Nothing. I mean, there's like that may sound dumb, but it's like a, there's a nine and a half game lead in the NL East, uh, and like 12. the playoffs, you're only going to use three people. Uh, you can count on Strider for one of them, and then Freed for another. And then I don't know, honestly, who you choose between Morton and Elder for that third game, which is what gets me. But, I mean, like, the trade deadline's gone, and I don't think you under... I don't think you can in good faith start someone like Soroka for a game three in the playoffs. Yeah, so, I don't think that's the expectation. Yeah, no, Whoever, I, I like, I know that, you know, like I was saying... In the position that we're in, it's nice because that fifth spot in the rotation is not like a need right now. Yeah. You can just, just go put somebody start out that there. Third game. That's the thing. I have no idea. Yeah, no that that is definitely a pretty serious question right now. And I think I would that, take Elder as of this moment because it's like, oh. oh, I don't know. That's really tough. I I mean I would probably go with Charlie just because of his postseason pedigree. That's and, a good yeah just the the veteran like i'm i'm that's what i'm hoping is that he'll start turning it on in on again like in time for the postseason to be what he was um and for our 2021 run he was uh, like a pretty big anchor to the team as well um who do you think is the biggest threat to the braves right now in the nl both sides both sides um the only teams I'm scared of are I'm always after the last year I'm gonna always be scared of playing Philly at Philly. Yeah, I think they just also match up well with the Braves because that offense can keep up. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not really scared of them. I'm just scared of playing at Citizens Bank. Um, but I'm scared of. I would say the Dodgers, and I, I, I kind of am, but their rotation is not good either. We're in a bad spot with the rotation, but like their rotation is just not good. We have good. Kershaw and Urias and who else? Kershaw, Urias. Gonsolin has not had a really good year. Um, Bobby Miller. Mm. And then basically they have just a hole. They were trying to get Erod, and then they just got Ryan Yarbrough last second. Oh, and they have Lance Lynn, who has got has, has been had good. has been doing very well recently. Even even so, I'm still not really scared of that rotation. The bullpen is fine. The offense is good. 
yeah, the offense is good and consistent. Um, but even so, I feel like they've been pretty top-heavy with their lineup this year. The Some of the rookies have started to turn it on again, like James Altman has started to be better, yeah. like he was at the beginning of the year. But, um, but like, Chris Taylor has been awful yeah, he's been this year. awful. Like, very low-key horrible, um, which has been fun to watch because I don't like Chris Taylor. I think the... Uh... The two teams, I think the, I, I tend to agree, I think it's the Dodgers and the Phillies in the National League, but I honestly think the two biggest threats are in the American League, uh, and I think one of them is obviously Houston, because mm-hmm. I feel like they've been underperforming all year, but now, like here recently, now that they've got Verlander back and Altuve's getting really hot, I think we're starting to see them kick it into high gear. Um, so I think they're pretty dangerous. And then honestly, the other team, it's like my dark horse team. I think it's the Seattle Mariners. Really? Yeah. I'm being dead serious. Cause the reason I think it's them is they have the one thing no one else has, which is starting pitching. Like they have tons they, of it. Yeah. They do have a lot of starting pitching. Um, they need to it's get just in. Their, their lineup uh, is just so strikeout heavy. They are so poorly created. Oh God! But yeah, if they're—I mean, like like they are now, they were on a—they just lost today, but they were on an eight-game win streak. Yeah, I mean, the like main it, thing I like about them is they have the one thing literally no other team has. Like no one has that. Yeah, they they have like a funnel of ridiculous starting pitching. Um. So yeah, I mean, they're kind of like the Phillies. They're the opposite of the Phillies, in my eyes. Like. It's similar but different in terms of uh, they can pitch you out of a game if their if their lineup does well enough then they'll they'll win but then the Phillies can like hit you out of a game and if they're they're rotate like Wheeler has not been that great this year and Nola's been okay but like Suarez has not been that great this year. Um, Tywin Walker has been a disappointment. Um, and then like their bullpen is usually not great, anyways. The Craig Kimbrel Kimbrel has been decent this year, but uh, yeah, I don't want to play Philly. I don't. I I'm fine to play in the Dodge. I I I honestly I like to play Philly less than the Dodgers, and then I would least like to see the Astros in the World Series. I think we can beat anybody else from the AL pretty pretty handily. The Orioles, like, even if they get to the World Series, I just don't know if that team can handle the pressure yet. Like, they are really good, but they're really young, too. I don't know. That's just... Yeah, that's it. Um... Last thing, so my opinion, what we should do with the starting position role is either give it to Winans, let him try. Anything's better than Yanni at this point to me. Um, Yanni's getting innings, but it's like the lineup's having to work overtime to get wins when he plays. Um, or bring Soroka back out, just give him another shot. I don't feel like we've really given him a super fair shot yet. Um and then 
Yeah, that's it I have for that. Um, last little stat I had up here I forgot about. Uh, Rysel, who really the first half of this year had been an up-and-down guy and not have as much confidence in, I still, like, I feel the same way when he comes up. But since June 22nd, he's only given up four runs. So almost two months now, he's given up a run... Two runs per month, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 saves. Two blown saves. But, yeah. Alright. Any closing thoughts? Um, any marriage proposals for Matt Olson? Uh, you working on it? No. Alexis Diaz for Matt Olson. It's a done deal. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Be back next week. Braves are down 6-7 going into the top of the ninth against the Mets. Hopefully we can sweep. If not, maybe we'll be greeted in the morning with a DFA of Yanni Trinas. He seems like a good guy, and maybe I'm hating on him a little too much. But, like, I don't know. He's not that great.